<laughs> Hi guys, this is your host Alexandra for another episode of After Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I have one of my really good friends, Amanda. She uh, we met on a camping trip actually yeah, a couple months ago. It's a good and time. It was really fun. So yeah. Amanda has a lot of good stories and advice to tell us today about her ex-boyfriends and dating oh, yeah. life. So, yeah, I have, hear them. I have had quite some experiences <laughs> in my life, for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, let's talk about how old were you when you started dating? Because I mm-hmm. actually had to ask my dad to be like, hey, dad. Mm-hmm. I would like to start dating a boy at yeah. 17. And then he was like, who do you want to date? I said, I don't know. I just want to be able to do it if it comes along. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My parents were, were very Christian, very strict. So they had a strict um, no dating rule, you know, yeah. in their mind. If you're not dating for marriage, why are you dating? Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty extreme. They were just at all times convinced mm-hmm. that I'm just trying to sneak around for sex and oh, crazy, okay, okay, crazy okay. times growing up. But I wasn't. Yeah. I was a very good kid. My mom definitely wanted me, like, to wait till marriage, I think. Yeah. But obviously that's not Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I had the, the purity ring and everything at one yeah, point. Yours was way more excessive, definitely. Yeah, yeah. A, it was about as extreme as it gets when it comes to that stuff. So dating was always a little weird for me growing mm-hmm. up. I, I almost felt guilty because a, a lot of times oh, I wow. did kind of have to hide it, you know. Ooh, yes. Yeah. And we all know that when you actually hide your relationship, that is not a good thing. It is not. <laughs> I was seeking boys in my window at a very... I wouldn't say young age. I was 17, I think, when I really started Maybe, like, dating. more of, like, a introduction, more acceptable introductory age, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was getting to that point where I'm about to leave the house. So, I mean, what yeah. can they really control at that point? That is very, very true. So, how old were you when you had your... So, let's... Actually, let's kind of define, like, what do you think is a healthy relationship? Hmm. That's... <laughs> <laughs> So it's funny because what, if you asked me that question growing up back mm-hmm. in the day, I would have had a 100% different answer than mm-hmm. I do today. But as I've kind of been around in the, I guess now it's been a decade, I started dating at 17, so 27. Oh, yeah. A decade of dating. Nice. Um, yeah, nice. my, my perception is completely different. Uh-huh. All, all of the things that I thought were important and made a relationship what it is were just nothing really in comparison to so much yeah so like I know for me oh there we go (laughs) I know so like what kind of things would you look out for in a healthy relationship because in this episode guys we're going to talk about red flags and guys and dating and so I kind of because I've recently had the thought of like wow I kind of maybe don't know 100% how the communication should be and how kind of like an 100% example of what a healthy relationship looks like. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about a healthy relationship is it it kind of does look different for different people. Yeah. You know, like what Mm -hmm. you would say is healthy could seem crazy to somebody else and vice versa. So I think it just kind of takes time to figure out yourself and figure out your partner and find a healthy medium between the two of you where you can both genuinely look at each other and say you are happy in a relationship. So I guess like prioritizing each other's time and making sure that 
everybody's respected and has like exactly. structure boundaries and those boundaries are respected in yeah. the relationship and, and heard you know I think the biggest oh, yeah. thing in any relationship is actually listening and just oh, yeah. communicating and mm-hmm. really understanding the other person on a deeper level to where you know you, when you really understand someone you you trust them to a different degree that's true yeah so how long do you think it takes you to trust somebody <laughs> that question that that also has changed in time, <laughs> I have to say. I used to be very trusting. Mm-hmm. So um, when was your, kind of guide us through your experiences in relationships? Were those the ones you want to share? Yeah, so <laughs> I guess I would say, so my first relationship, like I said, it was my first serious relationship. The, the ones one, that first counts, one I told that my counts, parents yeah. about, yes. Um, uh-huh. That was when I was 16 years old. We okay. we worked together the whole time, but we were together my entire senior year, 17, going into college. Wow. And that was a very, that was a, it was a complicated relationship. Mm-hmm. It was a good relationship, but um, we came from completely different worlds, which <laughs> made things a little bit difficult mm-hmm. at times. Um, communication was hard. Both of us were so new. We didn't really know how to. Yeah, I mean, you're so young. You don't yeah. even know, like what you like to do you don't and, yeah you're still trying to figure out yourself so much yeah. that you can't really explain yourself to someone else <laughs> right right so it was it was complicated but it was happy I mean we had fun we had friends mm-hmm. we had a good life together um we actually went to separate schools for the time we were together yeah. we went to the same school for a while but mm-hmm. when we were together we were at different schools and I think it was good for us because we had healthy space yeah so, I had my entire different life apart from him, mm-hmm. but we also had our time together. Yeah. And I think that kept our relationship healthy, but, um, so towards the end of my senior year, you know, I'm, I'm going to college and we didn't actually think he was going to get into college. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. expecting to, and he yeah. didn't have the money. So it was kind of not in the plans. You know, I was, I was going to go to school and he was going to stay back home. But, yeah. um, I did get into, or I'm sorry, he did get into college and once he heard the college that I decided to go to with my, my scholarship, he decided to then follow me. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you really had kind of a story, like, where the guy follows you into yeah. college, and you guys, like, so you're 18, like, oh, we're going to be together, like, yeah, we're but... going to the same school, like, there's nothing, like, how... On a scale of one to delusional, <laughs> you know, how much did you believe in this fantasy? I, I didn't, and that's kind of the Ooh. thing about it is I was ready to I was ready to go to college. I was ready to do my own thing and be independent. She was ready to build a roster. I, <laughs> yeah, you can say something of sort. You know, I was so pretty young and coming yeah. out of a bit of a bubble, but I was definitely ready to get out there and see the world. Uh-huh. And he told me he got into my school and was coming and I was super super shocked by that everyone told him not to because it was a private college he ended up going about fifty thousand dollars in debt in the first semester and then had to drop out because he could not afford it like we didn't tell him um so that was pretty unfortunate but regardless he followed me to school and things were a bit rocky at that point I was really kind of just trying to explore myself and branch off into college yeah. and do college things and he was very much so obsessive so in that era of your life what kind of advice would you give to yourself for those girls that are going through the same experience because you're over that now yeah um I mean I guess just when it comes down to it you've got to follow your heart 
Mm-hmm. Like you, you owe it to yourself to do everything that your, your heart is pulling you towards. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel it in your soul, like yeah. you need to take that and work on it because if you follow that, like things, things line up the way they're supposed to. Like I, I do. I, think so. I, I believe in fate. Me too. I believe that. And, and if you don't answer those things, if you don't branch off, it, mm-hmm. it comes back and haunts you. Yeah, I think, like, definitely having a fear of regret. Yeah. For me, like, working with people who are, like, severely old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. needs on their deathbed. I have kind of just come to the realization, like, why not do whatever I want? Like, what's right. the point? Like, kind of just, like not caring so much about what other, other people think and, like, what they're doing, but, um, but yeah, definitely. But relationships change you. Relationships kind of put a, a little bit of, like, a cloud over your vision because you then yeah. aren't just thinking of yourself. You can't be, or you're, you're a selfish partner and yeah. you're not doing your job in the relationship, so you do. You have to compromise a little bit, you and that's, that's part of making it work. That's part of a healthy relationship, but there's a balance. So when is it not healthy? compromise so I'll tell you when it wasn't healthy so so I didn't quite I, I kind of tried to end it with him and it didn't work he didn't he wasn't very receptive yeah um so we just kind of made it work for a while and try to push through and out of nowhere he he completely changed wow completely changed and uh-huh. I think at first it wasn't there weren't any major signs to make me run so it wasn't really in and he was still going to school. He was going to school okay. with me, yeah. And then he just kind of lost it and out of nowhere started becoming very physical. And oh, no, yeah. It was very, it, it completely okay. threw me off because we were the couple, the young couple. We I waited, you know, 14 months with this guy. We were mm-hmm. not, we didn't rush into sex. We didn't rush into anything. We went to church together. You felt we, like it was like, wow, this is like healthy and this is what a yeah. good relationship is. And then... He kind of all of a sudden turned around. It was, was a like complete abusive. 180, and I've yeah. never actually seen a person do anything like that in my life. So it was yeah. very not shocking. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> true. it was shocking. As I'm sorry. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> yeah, so it was shocking, you know, as a young girl. And then I do think I think that fucked up my perception of trust for a long time because oh, no. somebody, yeah. you know, I spent a year with you know somebody so well after. Yeah, and I mean, like you could say like. Like your friends sometimes doing more than your family too. Yeah, so, uh, quite frequently. And with partner. everything we were going through at that point, the relationship was complicated, family yeah. wise. Oh yeah, it was weird. But um, with all of that, you know, we kind of we were united in all of it. We were just we were partners. We had this whole life together that we at one time did plan. Things weren't really going. I I have to say I I noticed him changing a little bit more mm-hmm. probably before the so, like, started. What happened? A lot of things happened. I mean, it's kind of, it's hard to even. So like really pretty much kind of like an idea he followed you around and then like kind of like it soon turned toxic. And you so yeah, like, he, he followed me everywhere. He would get upset if I did anything without him. And it became so a secure, point where I would. really jealous. Yes. And, yeah. and it, it became way too much. And I did, I broke up with him and he would, he would stalk me. He'd show yeah. up where I was. Yeah. And, 
he he'd show up at my my dorm and just kind of sit there and make me talk to him and I didn't like causing a scene. It was a small school, a small yeah. Baptist school. Yeah. So everyone talks and everything's a big deal and mm-hmm. everything's just dramatic. And he would he would add to that. He knew I hated it, so he would use it as a tactic. And right. it, it somehow, you know, I was young and I was I was honestly weak. I was stupid. And I would well, just fall back in. Maybe not so much weak, maybe like naive. I feel yeah, you're right. Like now you right. wouldn't fall for something like that. And that's I more just based on wouldn't. experience. Yeah, it very much so is. But I also mm-hmm. think, I don't know. I've always, I've had, I had enough respect for myself to not allow that to happen, and I still yeah. did. So it's one of those things that just, you know, I've had to learn so much from that, and that's one of those when you what are the, what are the red flag signs? You know, yeah. you, you can feel it in your heart when something's yes. starting to change. Yeah, I really agree with you. I think that, so I know, like, we both have, well, you you have ADHD and I have ADD, and so, like, I was telling you a while ago that I have a hard time, like, believing myself. Yeah. Because I get confused between my ADHD anxiety and just, like, my own personal thoughts and opinions before I was on medication, but I know for me, like, I used to get very confused. Did that kind of happen to you a lot when you were younger? Like, do you think you got confused a lot? And that's kind of, like, why you kind of lend toward, like, the nicer, more, like, naive-ish behavior. Because I know for me, that's kind of what I did. Like, yeah, I would just be like, oh, well, maybe I'm just being, like, a bitch. And, yeah, and <laughs> like, I just need to be nice. And, like, Absolutely. maybe I shouldn't believe myself because yeah. like, I'm just being judgmental. But really, when, like, I have to actually stop being, like, it's, like, no, like, you really need to, like, listen. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain there's a certain part of being with somebody who is capable of abuse right. that they're very, very good with their words. Tactical. The, they're very tactical. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes, they, they feed off of people that are insecure, that don't quite understand themselves or know themselves. Do you and think- I was in that wow. vital stage of life where I was figuring that out. And he absolutely used that against yeah. me because it was it was easy for him to kind of confuse me. Right. And you guys were the same age. So, yes. do you think that it kind of just these things developed over time? Because I feel like no one intends to be a hateful, hurtful person towards others. I think that sometimes, like, when you grow up in the environments and the skills that you've learned from your parents, they're not the best. Yeah. And then you get in a relationship with somebody who you feel like you love and it's so strong and it's amazing Mm -hmm. and then they get scared because they're insecure and they're, they have their own demons and then that makes, that pushes them to do, like, these things like follow people around, hurt people, and yeah, yeah. be very irrational. And, and I, yeah, I, I think that's such a good point about it. And you know, that's also a huge part of it that kind of got me stuck in, stuck in it. Yeah, like I said, you know, we came from different backgrounds. My mm-hmm. family was very, we had our stuff, but very yeah. put together in mm-hmm. comparison to many. And sure. his family was all over. He been, you know, didn't live with his mom for a while. She. Mm-hmm. She didn't. She lost them and didn't so care. So very much There's, like a sense of instability. There was and there was some serious like mommy issues and yeah. things that I kind of I knew mm-hmm. I knew I would have to deal with, but I didn't realize the extent of which they ran. Yes. and the anger, <laughs> the anger that was inside mm-hmm. of him. You know, it really it just threw me off. Um, 
it was it was hard to handle. I think a lot of myself um, forgave him for the way he was acting and the way his temper would go. Because you know it was it was close to abuse before it was abuse, and I chose to okay. kind of ignore it. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you look at like, someone's background, and you're like, well, do they know better? Is it not abuse? What do you think in your experience through your dating life and that kind? I think that's a it's a hard question because I feel like it's just it's it's hard to know. It's hard to know. There's so much. There's, there's, yeah. Everybody has their toxic traits, right? You know, and it's so easy to just kind of nudge it off as that. But I think abuse is when somebody feels that they have control over you because uh-huh. of your your vulnerability and your mm-hmm. your desire for them. And they, it's yes. almost like a, once it's, once you're taken advantage of to a point that's damaging you, you know, like that's not, it's not healthy for you. It's affecting your mental health. It's affecting the, the image that you have of yourself, mm-hmm. your oh, identity, yeah. mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah. But you just, you'll get so lost in it that, I mean, I've, I've been in a relationship where I completely forgot who I was. Oh Yeah. And that's horrible. It's it's terrifying because you, you look think, in the mirror, you feel so yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. You feel so sure of yourself after a certain point in life. You know, yeah. at seventeen, I definitely was not. But later on in my life, you know, I thought I would know better. But still, it's just people are powerful, and our and minds are susceptible. Well, your brain like chemically wants to protect you. It does, and so it's hard because, like, I know for me, like, I tend to forget a lot because of my ADD. And so yes. I often forget those things that hurt me because those are the things that are going to bring me back. Yeah, it's, and it's easy to repress. Yeah, it's when you have ADD and you have so many thoughts at once, I just, I won't allow myself to think about something bad that happens. Mm. And over time, it, for, it just disappears because I don't think about the yeah. details. And so that's kind of what happens to me in like relationships. I'm like, wow, well, maybe we could be friends. But right. then like yes. I start hanging out with them and then I'm like, oh, yeah. I forget. I literally forgot this whole entire thing that like you're a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely got there. I mean, I've had, I've had, I have. I'm one of those people that once I connect with someone, I I do not let go easy. So when people just cut the strings, like I don't let everyone into my life. I'm very particular. So Mm -hmm. when I let you in, it's because there's something special, and I believe in you. So I have a really hard time letting go of that, and it's caused me trouble. I do too, and I think that's why like. I really, I, like, Amanda and I were talking about this last week, how I don't want half-assed friends. Like, I want people who are going to, like, be loyal and stick by me. Because then, like, that's kind of, like, the whole point of being friends. Yeah. Connections and having people that you can depend on and support you. That's essential Mm -hmm. in life. And then that goes back to, like, relationships. Like, what's the point of being in a relationship if you're not even going to... Like, if I'm being, if I'm down or something, like, that's the whole point is, like, sticking it through the hard times. But it's, like, yeah. when do you, when does that become unhealthy, you yeah. know? Yeah, you're right, because there's a fine line mm-hmm. with that as well. And I think, for me, in my experience, it becomes unhealthy when, if I'm trying to sit you down and talk to you, and I'm talking to you calmly, just, like, as I'm talking now, and you're not saying anything, and, and, and it's been some time. It's not like, oh, we got into an argument, and then it's... Uh, immediately after even five minutes it's like it's been like half of a day and we come home and we talk and you're sitting there and you're not saying anything to me and I'm trying to talk to you about the problem and find a solution 
then at that point, that's when I feel like the communication is unhealthy, kind of like stonewalling, or where you just can't agree and yeah. come to a common understanding. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, it's always hard to deal with that when you mm-hmm. when neither one can compromise, you know? Like I yeah. said previously, it can be it can be a challenge for sure. I, I actually, I think I have a, the hardest time with passive aggression. If you're just oh. going to be quiet, that's <laughs> yeah. probably going to be better for the situation. Welcome to Washington, baby. <laughs> yes, it has been an adjustment, and I am not the one to handle it. I will snap on a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I I can be passive aggressive, but I'm, I'm definitely, I've been told I'm more of somebody who's more direct. Yes. And, yeah, I but I don't say really, that. well, that's probably because of how I grew up. Like, my dad's very direct. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. You know, I think it's taken me time to gain my assertiveness. I will say that when I was younger, I was not as outspoken for myself. I didn't stand up for myself the way that I do now. And I've had to learn that over time. And, you know, I I literally was a pushover at one point in my life, I would say. I would would get taken advantage of and I would just allow it because I didn't believe in myself. You know? Mm -hmm. But that's completely changed now. And I think that's... Yeah, I think that's it's essential. You have to have some sort of assertiveness in order to make a relationship yeah. function. And it's like boundaries, right? It so is. it's like how much respect do I have and like for myself and like to be my own individual person in a relationship and I <clears throat> I know that I don't know if you've been in a relationship where like you may maybe have formed into one person. Yeah, and that can be very difficult because, <clears throat> and because it's just like you just form into one person. Like you don't, you kind of like forget all like the things that you like have about uniquely about yourself. Mm-hmm. I know that one of the things like I really love about Lamar is like he encourages me to do my hobbies and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Rather than being like just because he doesn't like it doesn't mean like I can't like it kind of thing. Right. I think that's also something too, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The the need to control. I mean, my yeah. my first boyfriend would just he would stop me at all times. It was really weird. He would yeah, he would go in to find my iPhone, and he created my account for me. You know, this is back in the day. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know how to do any of that. Goodness. Yes, he would follow me everywhere, and he would just randomly. You know, he would even he would <laughs> pretend to be other people. He would make fake wow. numbers and call me from other phones. And, or, like, text me from other phones and be like, hey, we met earlier. And, you know, you'd pretend to be someone in a study He's group. catfishing you. Or something. He would literally catfish me and then so, be like, bitch, I got you. I'd oh show God. up for a study date and he would just, nobody would be there. Wow. Yeah. How'd you get him to stop? I had to get the police involved. Wow. Yeah, I so pretty, almost had to get a restraining order. Wow. It was severe. Pretty much your first relationship yeah. you ever actually feel like you cared about somebody was toxic <laughs> yes I got abused I got literally stalked yeah uh, like That's harassed it was it was bad it was extreme and it, he would threaten me too you know yeah. like the cops were involved for a reason yeah and that's that's really difficult Especially because you're so young at the so time. Young. So like, you, like, don't even really, you're, like, I don't even And know. I didn't have anyone there. You know, my family mm-hmm. just moved. So I was in North Carolina. You know, I was close to where I grew up, about mm-hmm. an hour. But yeah. my family moved to Detroit, so I didn't have a soul. I it was just me and this guy. 
And then he just became physical, and it was, I tried to kind of hide it because he was the only one I had. Yeah. So I wanted it to just go away, and I pretended it would, and Mm -hmm. then it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And I had to turn it off, and it became way worse. And and that's also why I did get stuck for so long, you know, because... He would harass me back into it. He'd post things on Twitter about how I cheated on him and stuff. And I never <laughs> and would didn't. do that. I would never do that. He was the yeah. only one I'd ever been with that I was only yeah. interested in being with. Wow. I wasn't that kind of girl. But everybody thought I was after that experience. That's really shitty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, better. <laughs> I intense. say boys need to stop making women seem like they're crazy. <laughs> and doing things because like women yeah. just try to do things to protect themselves then it's also kind of like a lot of women are also crazy so it's just there are a lot of crazy women and like it's not that far-fetched of a i mean just to say someone cheated on you i mean people cheat a lot it's not that far-fetched it was if you knew us if yeah. anything it, it actually did turn around the other way he ended up cheating on me so it's one of those situations where you know that. Wow. Yeah. They, Maybe he was like just projecting. It was absolutely projecting. Yeah. And You're just like. Just excuses. Cheat, yeah, cheat yeah, petty, petty yeah. young stuff. Mm-hmm. Very glad. It, I'm, I'm glad that I caught him cheating on me. Yeah. Because it was finally, what, like, finally he understood why I was leaving. It wasn't just like, you're crazy and I can't do it anymore. Because yeah. he wouldn't accept that. Once yeah. I'm like, okay, literally, I've got girls sending you all of their messages. Wow. And yeah. I mean, I think different. I definitely understand what you're saying. Like, you wouldn't really believe it. Yeah. Unless, like, you found the evidence. Yeah, I needed to be smacked in the face and have my, yeah. my heart kind of torn out. So, like, now saying that, you're um, a few years older. Yes. And now having experience and maturity through that experience... What would it take now besides finding those things? Like, if you didn't have that evidence, yeah, what would make you leave a relationship? I think as soon as I feel that I'm being controlled, mm. you know, I, I had a relationship where the guy would tell me, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. And then I would do it. And as I would, I would hang out with my friends and I'd be having a good night and I'd text him and I miss you, like, wish you were here, but I hope you have a, yeah. not even, you know, just, you know, wish, I miss your company, it would be fun if you were here, but yeah. thank you pretty much for allowing me to do my own thing, and he would respond with just, oh, I'm feeling really depressed tonight, or, you know, he'd guilt me, or he would, he had problems with substance abuse, so he would How old guilt you me. this relationship? This is actually pretty recently, this is about two years, I was about 25. Okay. Yep, so it wasn't too far away. Yep, at your age. And he would just manipulate me to where he'd guilt me the whole time I was out, and then it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. And I got to a point where I wouldn't talk to him anymore, you know, I wouldn't send him the text because Mm -hmm. it obviously wasn't working for me. And then the next day I'd get get accused of cheating on him. And he would, he'd punish me. If I went out, he'd say, oh, I'm so glad you had fun. And just kind of be short with me and like awkward. Super and then I'd passive see him. So passive. So you aggressive. had a lot of people who are passive aggressive. Yeah, maybe you. maybe that is why I cannot handle it yeah. anymore. I think that <laughs> being passive aggressive to be nice is fine. Yeah. But like that shit is annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so manipulative because yeah. it really did guilt me. It made me feel so bad. And mm-hmm. I didn't want him to be in a bad emotional state. Right, because so you try. loved him at the time. Exactly. Yeah. I really did. I really yeah. 
truly thought I was more in love than I'd ever been. Mm -hmm. And I now look back and laugh at that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's, it's funny how that happens. Isn't that funny? Like, I, I definitely think that is really funny because, like, what does that even mean? It's just, like, is it just a maturity thing or just kind of, like, when you need to have more experiences in your life and different relationships? I think you do. I, I think experience is everything. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, if you asked me at the time, I totally thought I was in love with my, my high school boyfriend. Oh yeah. I realized that it was a young love at a certain point yeah. and that it really probably wasn't meant to continue, mm -hmm. but I still truly believed I was in love with him. Yeah. But when I look back, I really do not think I was in love with that guy at all. Mm -hmm. I, I thought I always would love him. I thought it would always be like that, but Things changed, you know, with the abuse yeah. and just... Well, yeah. Once yeah. that happens, nothing you see is someone different. Same. Yeah. I, I absolutely wish the best for him. I hope he's happy. I hope he's doing well in life. But I I do not think that... I, I've been in love since. And what I actually experienced in those moments isn't even close to what I ever experienced in my first relationship that I thought yeah. would last forever at some young point in my so life. So what do you think... Hi guys, this is the end of part one to Amanda's interview. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about red flags and dating, and I hope that you learned something from this episode, <laughs> or just enjoyed listening to it. As always, you can find me on Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. So please, give me a follow, give me a like, give me a something. I'm trying here. <laughs> I'm just joking. I make lots of jokes. But yes. 30-minute episodes from here on out, and we will post every week as we have been, just so that way you don't have to listen to an hour and a half of a conversation. <laughs> just what's interesting and what I think you guys would like. As always, take it easy, and I'll see you in next week's EP. See ya.